Welcome to the Gina Bianca Podcast. What's up, you guys, and welcome to this week's episode of the Gina Bianca Podcast. And this week, I am going straight into my DMs, and I'm just going to read with you uh, and answer some questions. And uh, if you ever have a question, slide right into my DMs. We answer every single DM. If we don't answer, it's because we did not see it, okay? We answer everything, okay? So if you did not get an answer, send it again. Okay. Uh, sometimes I will open the DM and then they disappear. I have no idea what goes on. But we do spend a lot of time in our DMs. Um, there's three of us in there at all times trying to respond and make sure that um, all questions get answered. Uh, sometimes we'll say, hey, we're going to answer this on the podcast. And that's what this is. So we're going to start with our very first Q&A episode. And we're going to go right into my DMs. This is unfiltered. I'm not going to edit this. This is just completely unfiltered. Uh, I'm not going to use people's Instagram handles only because I never asked them for their permission. So I'm not going to use their handles. Um, and if I do ask you if I can ask your question on the podcast, it will always ask for your written permission to use your handle if you want me to. Okay. So uh, first thing I get, this is uh, yesterday. These are in my requests. Okay. I'm trying to purchase a ticket for your education class in September in Columbus. How do I select the payment plan option that is available on the website? I'm sorry if this is a stupid question. You probably get it asked often. And I do get it asked often. And no, it's not a stupid question. So if you're trying to use my website for payment plan, you cannot use any discount codes. So if you go in and put a code in, you're not going to be able to check out with partially. So none of the payment plans allow you to put a code in um, and all you have to do is check out at the bottom and just hit check out with partially and then that will open up your payment plan window we do payment plans for all of our classes and um, we really just want to make it easier for you to take classes so you don't have to just like fork out a whole bunch of money right up front we just want it to be easier for you so we do have payment plans available for you so uh, the next question oh someone mentioned me in their story thank you gotta love that all right, here's another one. I have not read this yet, okay? This is 100% real. These are all my message requests, okay? Hey, girl, I'm not sure if you'll ever see this, which is what you guys always say. I always see them. Um, but this is a question I've been dying to ask you, but I've been too embarrassed to commit comment about it on your post because I'm not sure if it's a common issue or not. I, re- I recently graduated beauty school, and I paid attention, did well in all my tests, but I'm terrified to cut hair. I feel like I didn't learn as much in school, and I need to start working soon, but I'm so afraid I won't know how to do any haircuts that aren't the most generic haircuts in the book. Everyone I've talked to said, you just need to do it and learn it but you don't really learn it until you're in the salon environment. But I don't want to ruin someone's hair because of my lack of experience. I also don't know how to gain more experience and learn more unless I just take others' advice and just do it. Do you have any words of wisdom? So I'm going to just voice record this for her so she gets an answer. Hi, honey. I'm answering your question on the podcast right now, and I want to let you know the answer to your question is simple. So if you're not feeling confident in cutting hair, you need to go on Amazon, grab a few mannequins, you need to get your school books out, and you need to perfect the haircuts that they taught you. They should have taught you nine haircuts. They should have taught you a square one length, square layers, square graduation, round one length, round layers, round graduation, triangular layers, triangular one length, triangular graduation. There's only nine haircuts. And if you can go ahead and master those haircuts, it's really going to depend on head shape. Um, I was not confident with cutting either when I finished school and I took the DJ Muldoon cutting class, which he's coming to the network. If you guys, uh, if you would ever want to come to network, he's doing a hands-on class. The only cutting classes I've really taken are with DJ because I really love the simple approach and his knowledge destroys fear approach. So um, I really think 
one second my voice recording that was too long for her so anyway long story short I really think practicing on your doll head taking a class and like really taking ownership that you don't feel confident like really like I know you're embarrassed but like you saying like I'm not confident in this is self-awareness and you really want to have self-awareness when it comes to your skill don't fake it till you make it when it comes to your skill bust out a mannequin get your school books out and master those nine haircuts not for anything there is a billion videos on YouTube you can watch haircut videos there's so many artists available sharing free haircut information Jacob Kahn Chanel Mariano Krista Dupree these are they're all coming to our cutting collab if you want to come like there's so many options for education but I understand just getting out of school and not being confident you're not by yourself you're not alone um, I totally understand, but you know, your self-awareness is inspiring. You need to get out a mannequin and you need to just do it, girl. I would not follow everyone's advice and wait until you get into the salon to fuck someone's hair up. You do have a good point. Like you really should feel confident first. And the only way you're going to do that was pra is with practice. So thank you for reaching out. I did put your, um, I did put your question on the podcast I'm recording right now, but I wanted you to have it too. So thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, so she just got all that as a voice memo. All right, next one. Um, perfect. Oh, Gina, my salon bought three tickets to your class with you and Tabitha. We didn't get the digital attachments. Those, don't even worry, it's just your flyer. So if you did get digital attachments, I changed it to unlimited downloads, but it's really just your flyer. Um, and any of my classes, you come in and you say your name because we have names list at check-in, so. Next one. First off, congratulations on your health journey. You look amazing. I tried searching through your posts to see if you spoke about it, but I couldn't find much. My question is, what is it you're doing for your weight loss and energy? Oh my God. Okay. So I just did a podcast about this. It's called Keto and Dog Fights. Um, it's episode eight, I believe. So um, let me just go in. Hi, love. I wanted to let you know that I just recorded a whole podcast about this that's coming out on Monday, um, January 20th. So that one's coming out. It's called Keto and Dog Fights. Um, I'm not really doing keto, but I explain all of that in my podcast. So um, it's coming out on Monday. So but thank you for your message. Perfect. So that's hers. Let's see. All right. Next one. Hi, I, may I just say I think you're an incredible stylist and you have so much knowledge about the hair industry and I've learned so much from your social media presence. Wow, thank you. Uh, that being said, I thought you might know some answers to some questions that I have. Do you know as a commission stylist what I'm required to do that is not hair related? My boss is requiring us to paint our shampoo area, yet we are not being paid for it. Also, can she require us to pitch in and pay for Olaplex for our clients? She requires us to have it to use on our clients, but she doesn't provide it so that we have to give her money for it. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. She requires us to have it to use on our clients, but she doesn't provide it. So we have to give her money for it. Thanks for any advice that you might have. So this is a great question. I wonder if she's on and can respond to me. Um, so I'm answering your question on the podcast, sweetheart, and I wanted to um, get a little bit more information from you. Are you a 1099 employee or a W-2 employee? Uh, that being, uh, just to be more clear, when you do your taxes, do you pay your taxes or does your salon owner pay your payroll taxes? Another question would be, um, do you get hourly pay? It sounds like you don't. 
Um, and the answer to your question is if you are an hourly stylist, you, you, you got to work, right? Like whatever they say, you know, but if it falls way outside of your job description, like, I don't know if I'd be painting a, a shampoo area as a licensed stylist, maybe if it was like a fun thing and a bunch of us were doing it, but, um, just to keep you busy, I don't, I don't really know if that's appropriate. Um, but I have a lot of questions, you know, if you're a W2 employee and your boss says like, Hey, go wash my car, go grab this, go do this. And I'm paying you, you're on the clock. I mean, I think that if you're an hourly employee, you should do your job duties. Um, I don't know. It's really up to you and, um, what you want to do for that hourly pay if you're getting hourly pay, but it seems to me like you're not. So I'm not really sure. Um, I'm not really sure. So also with the Olaplex that's another thing she's requiring you to use it but she's not providing it that sounds a little weird to me I would definitely just be like hey um if I'm required to use it you have to provide it and I know that that product is expensive and I'm not saying it's bad or anything but that can definitely add up and I'm curious if she pays your payroll taxes because if she does not you're going to end up with a tax bill so um, I'm on the podcast live recording right now sweetheart if you can respond back to me I will uh, continue answering your question but my answer right now is I need more info you know, if you are getting paid hourly, sometimes um, you do have to do some stuff. Like you got to clean some toilets, do some things, whatever. But it doesn't seem like you're getting paid hourly. And it seems like you're a misclassified employee. Like she's pretending that you rent, but she's paying commission, which is a common thing. So I just need some more info. And I hope you have a great day. Thanks for reaching out. All right. So that's done. Okay. I'm going to just flag that. Cool. All right. Next one. Girl, I need to tell you that I just stumbled across your podcast and I'm 25 minutes in already learning so much from you. I'm ready to take on the world. Heck yes to being a badass stylist who loves to take care of themselves. Heck yes to being educated and heck yes to leveling up. Thank you for sharing uh, your sharing. Thank you for sharing and sharing your wisdom and helping other stylists like myself kick ass and get better. Thank you. It's really nice to. Thank you. It's really nice to have those messages. Thank you guys so much. All right. Hey, Gina, I'm a student at Paul Mitchell North Haven. My coworker turned me on to your podcast, and it's one of the things I look forward to on my Monday drive to school. I was wondering if you were going to do an episode geared to, towards students, possibly what to expect in the first few years of what to look for in a salon and things like that. So that's a great question. Thank you for asking me it. Um, the first thing is, is I wrote an ebook about this, and it's really, really good. It's really, really good, and I think every student should have it when they get out of school. Um, it's really, really great about you know finding the right salon, shadowing, interviewing, all of those things. It has so much info. Um, so if you want quick advice, the ebook is great and it's cheap. It's like ten dollars or something. It is so amazing, and it has everything about misclassification of employees. It has what to expect on what you get paid commission, like which commission, like what you should be expecting, and to keep your uh, you know, to really keep your expectations in check. Uh, it has my whole story about how I started. I did quit my first job to go um, volunteer at a Lady Gaga concert. You know, I did quit my first job and do that. Um, <laughs> it's a really good ebook. I know you guys will like it. But I think that the, my advice to you would be the same advice I give to everybody. And that's this. You need to find a salon that has hourly pay. Because if you can work 40 hours a week getting $12, $15 an hour, you're going to be feeling really good just starting out. But if you go commission only, you're going to be starving to death. 
Okay. And I don't know what they're telling you in school, but it's hard out here right now. Um, you can make great money, but just starting out, it's very difficult and you need to have some kind of security and you'll feel safer to grow and create when you have security. So the first thing is hourly pay. The next thing is consistent continuing education and some kind of training program, right? So you want to make sure, like our last listener who was asking questions about, um, how to feel confident cutting hair. Like you wanna make sure that if you don't feel confident doing something, there's education and that you guys are always growing together. A question I like to ask during interviews is, when was the last time the whole team took a class together? Um, It's a great question to ask. Uh, If they can't give you a date, time, whatever, then it's never happened or hasn't been in a while, right? So get an idea of what the education culture is like. I forgot to record this for him, so hang on. Hey, I am answering your question on my podcast, and I wanted to let you know that um, I answered the entire question on my podcast, and uh, you're going to love it. So it's coming out in a couple of weeks, and thank you so much for messaging me. I really appreciate it. All right. So number one is hourly pay. Number two is education. Number three is a written down growth plan. Okay. Where can I see myself in a year? Where can I see myself in six months? Where can I see myself if I kind of cap out? Am I going to plateau here? What is the growth plan? Where can I go here? What are the other stylists doing here? What is the growth plan, right? The next thing is a mentor. So hourly pay, education, a written down growth plan, and somebody who gives a shit about you, a mentor. You need somebody you can serve as an assistant, as as support staff. Somebody you can, you need to be able to serve them or they're not a mentor because they're serving you. So it has to go both ways. So hourly pay, education, a written down growth plan and a mentor. So those are the four things that I would look for. Um, And thank you so much for asking that question. Perfect. So next one. Let's see. I I did not screen these. I wanted it to be real for you guys. So I'm sorry if I'm like kind of like, um, 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 I'm just kind of looking and making sure. Um, I'm just making sure that uh, I read it right. You know what I mean? It's like when you get into you're in grade school and it's your turn to read a paragraph. I'm like, oh, my God, I hope I don't mess up. (laughs) So next one. And this is going to be our last one for today. Hey, Jean, I love your page and your podcast is amazing. I'm needing some advice. I'm fairly new to the industry. I'm a booth renter and have been for a year. I've went back and forth a lot deciding if I should stay booth renting or switch to hourly, but I've decided I'm not going to work hard to boost myself in my marketing and create more of a social media presence. Oh, I am going to, but I have decided I'm going to work hard to boost my marketing and create more of a social media presence. Great. Your five tips to market your business was uh, seriously the boost I needed to get this stuff started, but I'm struggling with the starting out not having pics to post, not knowing what to talk about if I make videos, and I'm struggling getting people in my chair. I have some regular clientele, but not many at all. What's your best advice for me? So this is a great question. And basically, like what she's going through is she's brand new and she's realizing that um, it's really hard when you're a booth renter. And, you know, it's not even saying it's like super hard to be a booth renter. It's just a lot more work and it's a lot more responsibility. So I'm going to just go ahead and record this as I answer uh, the question here for you guys for her. 
Hey, love, I'm answering your question here on the podcast. Thank you so much for uh, reaching out and um, sharing your question. So it seems to me, I, I know you heard my podcast about the five tips to market your business, and those were to update your story every day, update your feed every day, post on Facebook, use community pages, and to have a referral program and to hand out your cards. Like that whole podcast was all about marketing yourself and doing those free things, right? So the starting out thing that you're struggling with, not having pics to post, not knowing what to talk about, all these things, that's just excuses, okay? Those are all excuses from before, and now you're ready to do this, so you need to just stop overthinking it and just execute. So just take pictures of hair, and if they're not the most perfect picture, guess what? There's always tomorrow. Um, You can't, you really can't have this analysis paralysis of wondering like when everything is going to be perfect and when everything is going to look the way like nothing is going to look like my page or Larissa's page or uh, Pretty Little Ombre's page or all these beautiful amazing artists who do amazing work. Nothing is going to look exactly like that the first time that you post it. So stop comparing yourself to people. Start taking pictures, be consistent, find your place in the salon, like your background, like find your area and get excited about taking pictures and creating content. And you know what? It's it's all new right now, but I promise you when you really keep doing it and you make it a habit, it's going to be amazing. So keep going. I don't know if this is the advice that you want, but I mean, the hardest step to take is the first. So starting out, yeah, it's hard, but like, girl, we've all been there and we don't feel bad. You got to just fucking keep going. Okay. So, um, I know it's not like the nicest advice any, but you know, you got to start somewhere and the analysis paralysis that we have wanting everything to be perfect and wanting everything to look like this person and be as good as this person and be, you know, as clean as this person or my works as good. It, it just doesn't matter. You know what I mean? You have to just step forward and you have to execute. Think of your feed like a commercial. Your feed is just getting your product in front of people. Would you drink Pepsi if you didn't see it a hundred times on TV, right? So your feed is like a commercial. Just execute, execute, execute. Delete stuff if it looks stupid. I delete stuff off my page every day. All day I delete stuff off my page. I'm like, this looks like, this looks like trash. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. I love this. Oh, I'm going to repost this. I go through my page and I, I really do it as the day goes on on it's like a live news feed of my day in my life because honestly the more I plan and the more I analyze and the more I obsess over numbers and everybody else the worse my content is my content sucks when I focus on others so focus on yourself focus on your work and um you know just execute just start I'm sick of hearing people I don't know how to start just start hold the rectangle you hold every day at somebody's head and press a button Hold it at their head, press a button, and post it on Instagram. You don't know how to start. You know how to start. We all know how to start. You got to just go for it. And if you're doing the same stuff you've always been doing, yeah, it's going to be weird and annoying and it's going to be a change. But guess what? That's how we grow, right? So I'm going to do one more for you guys. And you'll have to let me know if you like the style of this episode because I don't know if you will. I have never done anything like this yet. So I want to know if you guys love it. Okay. So let's see. Let me go into my requests again. Here's one more. 
Hi, Gina. First of all, I love your podcast. I so I love you guys. Thank you for loving my podcast. Um, I can't wait for more episodes. I'm a salon owner and I'm booked out pretty much for the entire month. I decided about two years ago that I really wanted to do color exclusively, but I'm having a hard time making room for it in my schedule because of new clientele trying to book. For the past few months, I've only been accepting new clients if they are getting color, but I feel horrible turning down new clients, especially when I know that I don't have especially when I know that I don't have another stylist right now that I can refer them to and that perform services like I can. I hate turning people down. Is there any advice you can give me? Um, okay. So there's two, there's one huge problem with, uh, this question and the, the, this whole question is about one thing and it's about your, uh, not ego, your sense of security, and your control issue. It seems like you're a control freak. Um, and I only get that from one sentence. And it's, I feel horrible turning down new clients, especially when I know that I don't have another stylist right now that I could refer them to who can perform services like I can. That right there tells me that being a salon owner is not important to you. Uh, training people is not important to you and that you're more focused on quick money right now. So quick money right now is everyone in your column and you know you're cranking it out, making money, less headache, you know you're not going to mess it up. Um, You're not taking a chance on your staff and you don't trust them, so your clients aren't going to trust them. So since you have nobody good enough to uh, take over clients for you, I think you should stop doing hair completely and focus on training. If you're a salon owner and you don't trust your team to take your clients, you have way bigger issues than not being able to accept new clients. So I'm not going to entertain the rest of the question only because there's so much wrong with it. (laughs) There's so much wrong with that question. And I'm sorry to say it, but there's so much wrong with it. Um, If I were a salon owner, I would make sure that I can refer any customer to any team member because that's how you have quality control in a brand. Um, if one person is better than the other, I'm sure your culture is toxic also. So um, if you hear this, hit me up. I'm not going to use your name. But I, if you want to move further into it, I'm not going to acknowledge the rest of the question, really, because there's too much else. I would focus more on your training. And if you focused on your training, your uh, bread and butter people who aren't co- or your people who you don't want to see anymore would feel comfortable seeing the rest of your team. Um, productivity would rise, culture would be improved, product uh, profitability would go up, everything, but it all starts with training. And guess what? Uh, we don't get paid when we train. We pay. So do you want quick money now or do you want to have a culture and a business that uh, serves you? Right? So you guys, let me know if you liked my Q&A episode. Let me know if you like my Q&A episode. Uh, I hope that you like it. My DMs are outrageous. I always have crazy questions in there. Sometimes you guys write some crazy shit in there. Um, But I really enjoy going through them and I love you so much. And sometimes I post like, you know, you guys, can you at least say hi to me first before you treat me like a computer? Because people will be like, what's the answer to this? And I'm like, Google it. Like, I will treat you exactly the way you treat me in my DMs. So if you're super nice to me, I will be so nice to you. But if you're very short with me, I'll be very short with you. So that's just like kind of my etiquette. Uh, Treat others the way that you want to be treated. It would be nice if you guys could say hello. Um, I also don't know everything. Sometimes you guys ask me questions about state law, about this. And you guys literally think I know everything. And I'm flattered, but I don't know shit. I really don't know that much. Um, And a lot of the stuff I do know, it's because I Googled it. So if I respond to you and say Google it, 
it. It's not being a bitch. It's telling you to be self-sufficient. So love me or hate me. I'm just going to like make sure that you can handle your life on your own and you don't need to be sliding into my DMs to like Google something, right? That's fair enough, right? I spend so much time serving you guys. It's fair to have some boundaries and some uh, honesty, right, when doing so. So Anywho, I hope you like my Q&A episode. I love you guys. I love doing this podcast. It's become one of my favorite things to do. So thank you for your support. Don't forget to, uh, you know, share this episode. Take a screenshot. Post it on your stories. Every time you share it, you're opening it up so more people can have access to this free, amazing education. Um, I really appreciate you guys again, and I hope you have an amazing day. Thank you for listening to the Gina Bianca podcast.